At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Chris Sale made a rehab start at AAA Worcester. Worcester. And uh, was not happy after giving up a bases loaded walk and was taken out after about two and two thirds innings and decided to trash the clubhouse. There's been video uh, surfacing online of him uh, doing a little remodeling in the uh, clubhouse, not happy with his performance. So uh, Chris Sale, Red Sox, hoping that they get him back soon. He's ready to come back and. You know, getting him is a real boost to this Red Sox team. I'll talk to Josh Towers about the Red Sox coming up about 15 minutes or so from now. Former Major League pitcher Josh Towers will join me here on the program because the Red Sox now are, you know, they're a dangerous team. Uh, They're right there with the Red Sox. I mean, right there with the Tampa Bay Rays, second place in the American League East. Uh, They got the third best run differential in all of the American League behind the Yankees and the Astros. And this team that started off slowly, all of a sudden, uh, in the mix here, uh, you know, the Red Sox are. So maybe they could be a team that makes some noise uh, as they try and fight their way into the playoffs. Uh, Let's continue to recap what went down here on uh, Wednesday in Major League Baseball. You got speaking of the Red Sox, they fell to the Braves, uh, not the Braves, the Rays, seven to one. It was the major league debut for Brian Bello, the top pitching prospect for the Red Sox. He goes four innings, uh, gives up four runs on six hits. He strikes out two. He walks three. And Corey Kluber, the veteran, just completely outdueled him as Kluber goes six innings of shutout baseball allowing just three hits to raise win as a small underdog here in Boston. How about the uh, yeah, uh, Orioles with a 2-1 win over the Rangers as they complete a three-game sweep? I'll be honest, I thought this game would be a lot higher scoring than it wound up being. Baltimore scored two runs in the second inning off of Glen Otto, and that was it. No more runs for the rest of the game. Uh, Texas did scratch one across in the top of the fifth, but this one would end 2-1 as the Orioles get the sweep. Nationals beat the Phillies 3-2 despite two solo home runs.
from Kyle Schwarber as he becomes the first Phillies player to uh, have multi-home run games, back-to-back games. And now the Phillies are in a great spot because they have an incredible record after a loss when playing in a day game the next day. And just overall, let me see what the Phillies' record is here after a loss overall, because tomorrow is a hammer spot. (laughs) Uh, Phillies this year after a loss, eh, it's not that great, actually, 17-20 and after a loss. Uh, But when it comes to this matchup here on Thursday, It'll be a 4 o'clock Eastern time start. Phillies and Nationals from Citizens Bank Park. Starting for Philadelphia, Bailey Falter. Bailey Falter in his last outing, four run, uh, three runs in four innings. Prior to that, against the Nationals, a team that he will face once again here on Thursday. Three runs in five innings. That's kind of what you get from Bailey Falter. But pitching for the Nationals, getting the call-up from AAA, Yoan Adone. Yoan Adone, who is 1-11 this year. The Washington Nationals are 1-12 in Yoan Adone starts. 11 of the 12 losses are by two or more runs. And the Nationals are 0-12-1 in the first five innings during Yoan Adon starts. I will be playing the Phillies every which way possible. In the first five on the run line, in the full game on the run line, maybe even a Phillies team total, I expect them to just pounce on Yoan Adon, who has actually not pitched in a while. Adon gets the call up here as he uh, was in a scheduled break at AAA, meaning um, he is very fresh because he hasn't pitched in a while trying to see what the date is on how long he is uh, how long he has pitched for but uh, they said that he's coming off the only thing that I saw is that he is coming off of a scheduled break whatever that means a scheduled break so plenty rested as the Nationals will take on the Phillies with Yoan Adone getting the start again I'll go down with the ship if the Phillies lose this game. If the Phillies don't have a lead after five innings, I'll go down with the ship. I'm going to be one of those guys here that's playing the violin on the Titanic that's just, I'm okay with it. Uh, This has been my favorite bet all season long. I cried a little bit when he got sent down to AAA and we were unable to bet it, we were unable to bet against him. It was so very sad. Uh, I was thrilled after he got sent down to AAA, he was called up 
to start against the Phillies. Ten days after his last Major League start. So he was sent down, missed the start, but then called back up to make a start. He allowed four runs on seven hits in five innings. Phillies won that game 5-3. They sent him back down, and now he is coming back up to start against the Phillies. And I know that Kyle Schwarber has hit a bunch of home runs the past couple of games. I hope he's got a couple more left in him because he's going to see pitches that certainly will be able to be sent out of the ballpark on Thursday. And speaking of Kyle Schwarber, you know, I was just checking here. This dude's on a tear right now. You know about the June Kyle Schwarber, right? All the home runs that he hit in the uh, month of June and how good he was. Well, now Kyle Schwarber in the month of July. So you want to talk about where he left off, okay? In July, Schwarber has four home runs and he has five RBIs in five games. This after a month of June in which he hit 12 home runs and drove in 27. Kyle Schwarber is right now 30-1 to to win the National League Most Valuable Player. Yes, his success, the Phillies' success will have to coincide. And right now, Philadelphia is eight games back in the division. But Philly is right in the mix for a wild card spot. And remember, we're going to get three wild cards um, now. So I, I, I feel like if Philly makes the playoffs, which they are in a very good position to do, and Kyle Schwarber continues this tear, I think we're going to see maybe a Kyle Schwarber, National League Most Valuable Player. You know, it's funny. He's a guy that we talked about before the season even started. I think it was was um, Cody Decker on our show who said Kyle Schwarber, Most Valuable Player. And, man, I think there's still value at 30-1 to for a guy who his numbers this year are absolutely incredible. Like, let's look overall at the numbers here for Kyle Schwarber, okay? He's second in Major League Baseball with 27 home runs. Aaron Judge has 30. They both have played 80 games, all right? Judge has a higher batting average, 287 to Schwarber's 226. Judge has 13 doubles. Schwarber has 12 doubles. Judge has 64 RBIs. Schwarber has 55 RBIs. Judge with 190 total bases. Schwarber with 160 total bases. So, all right. Well, you see, that's the American League, though, I'm comparing. But in the National League, like Paul Goldschmidt, The only thing that Goldie's got going for him, which is why he's the MVP, dude's batting 343 with a 1.047 OPS. 
He's got a 4.4 war right now, which is the highest in Major League Baseball. In fact, three Cardinals lead the league in war, wins above replacement. Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Tommy Edmond. But I think 30-1, to decent price on Kyle Schwarber. Not bad. Not bad. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter, at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We're going to be joined by former major leaguer Josh Towers coming up next. I want to get into a variety of topics with him. Yeah, we can talk about some of the players that are uh, playing extremely well, some of the teams that could be dangerous, but i got to get into position players pitching and, and robo-umpires, and let's just have a fun baseball conversation with Josh coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on Decent. VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always tweet at me at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Uh, you know, watching a lot of Major League Baseball, as I do, obviously, you know, I I, I handicap baseball and, and I give you guys my picks on the vsin.com daily best bets page. I also tweet out the uh, play of the day, which was a winner today, and we haven't seen a lot of winners uh, lately, which has been very frustrating. Um, I feel like, and I, I talked about this earlier with Gil, I feel like I tweeted it out too, that variance is at an all-time high right now. And what do I mean by that? I just mean like the numbers aren't matching up. We're getting losses on games that should be wins, like outcomes that we are, uh, we think we're going to get, we're not getting. And... You know, I, I, it, it happens. Like, you're going to lose. Variance is normal. You're going to handicap a game. Everything points to betting one side of it, and sometimes it's just not going to work out. You know, for example, the, the Yankees losing to the Pirates yesterday. 
every number that you would look at pointed to a Yankee win. Like, there's no one, and there are some people that, you know, would bet the Pirates and they won, congratulations, but no one could make a compelling argument, at least backed by any statistics or anything, that said betting the Pirates was a good idea. And that, it just happens. It's frustrating. We're no, And what I said is maybe players are just looking ahead to having a couple of days off. I don't know. So I figured let's get in a former player. Let's find out what's going on with the players in Major League Baseball right now. And so that's why I had to, you know, get, get Josh Towers on. Josh Towers, a former Major League pitcher, joining me here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. And, and Josh, what is going on with the players right now. We're getting closer and closer to the All-Star break. Are they just just anticipating time off? Like, what's going through a player's mind, their mentality, their their mindset? What is going on right now with these players as we proceed throughout July? Uh, I mean, listen, we, we respect and appreciate days off. I mean, when I played, we played 162 games in 180 days. So we got 18 of them a year. It's usually on a Monday or a Thursday. And I know that now it's completely different. Um, and this season, again, is a little bit different because the shortened spring training, and I think that that's the most important part of of what you have to understand. Nobody, when you play three weeks of spring training, nobody's ready to start the season. Pitchers aren't ready. Hitters aren't ready. Nobody's ready. And it takes time. We call it midseason form for a reason. Like to, to get into the – the baseball mindset, but more importantly, the baseball physicality of what your body's supposed to do, it takes a couple months. And 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 in the offseason, we get bigger, we get stronger, we put back on the size and weight that we lost, and we turn into like fitness dudes for some reason. Uh, and then it takes a while for that transition of the fitness to what our body actually needs to do for baseball. It's two completely different things. And so when you got three weeks of spring training, you're not ready to start the season, and then you're going to add freezing cold weather to boot and it just doesn't work. And so it takes time. As the weather heats up, as we play every day, as we play nine innings, we get better and better and better. As I see pitchers for a second and a third and a fourth time, et cetera, as I get into the rhythm of making adjustments, then I start to heat up a little bit as well. So there, there's a lot of things that factor into this. And then again, Major League Baseball every year is changing a rule, changing a ball, doing something. And so it alters a little bit as well. But if, if we were to see a regular spring training, stop giving them 20 days off during spring training because it's a waste of time, and actually let players play nine innings in spring training at some point, like you would see a much better version of a baseball game earlier. But with the way we approach it these days, this is about the time the players should be getting good. And for some of the guys in rhythm, like they don't want the all-star break to come. And some of us that are struggling, we can't wait for it. And if I'm a pitcher – I mean, I'm pitching once every five days anyway, so like, I'll take those three days off and go somewhere. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Uh, we're seeing a lot of teams now, I don't want to say forfeit games, but when these games are, are out of reach, they'll throw a position player in there to pitch. And yeah, it's cute, and we see all the clips on social media, but I personally hate it. Um, I, I, I'm not going to call it a mockery of the game, but I, I do think it's disrespectful to the opposing team to throw out a position player. Are you surprised by how often we're seeing that lately? I think uh, calling it a mockery of the game is an understatement. I think it's it's so flat out embarrassing that it's even allowed to have happen. I mean, we're with all the other rules we change and the no shift next year and the Shohei Otani rule where he's the only one that can pitch and hit and not a DH and all the other things that we do, we're really going to let position players 
make a mockery of our game. These are the same idiots, by the way, because they're usually outfielders, who don't play catch in between innings. When we finish stretching, they play catch before BP for two seconds, like either in front of the dugout or on the, on the, on the line for two seconds. And then they go in a game, haven't seen a ball in, in three innings, and make a throw from 300 feet as hard as they can. And then they're going to get on the mound and throw at 46 miles per hour like it's a softball pitch. Like, it's just embarrassment, man. Like, there's, there's, there's too many guys in the bullpen who don't pitch enough that want to get in the game no matter what the score is to get work in, that deserve to get work in. And then there's such a better way to use your bullpen and your pitching staff even when they're struggling uh, to where people are getting consistent work so that everybody gets better. And I think the coaching staffs have done a terrible job. So, dude, I, I – Major League Baseball made a rule that, like, you can't bring a position player in unless this dictates this. I mean, it's basically like unless you're up by 30, you can't bring a position. Like, the rules is, is, is made to not even, like, I don't even know why they made a rule because it's even more embarrassing, the rule itself. So, like, I, I dude, I'm with you, man. Like, it bothers me so much that we allow this to happen. Yeah, just think about all the kids in the minors that are just dying oh, for an opportunity God. to pitch at the major league level, and they're watching an outfielder give up home run after home run and hit batters, and we all laugh because he hit a guy in the back with a 40-mile-an-hour ephus. It, it's a joke. These guys need it to work. A joke. It's uh, a joke. You're, you're, you're really trying to bring in position players in a six- and seven-run game in today's baseball game where we don't have enough players that should be at the major league level. So scoring six and seven runs in the, in the eighth and ninth inning is not that hard of a task giving some of the teams that we watch anyways and so yeah I, I just i think major league baseball needs to if you're going to ban the ship and tell me where i cannot play my defense then you need to do something about bringing position players into pitch where do you stand on robo umpires rob Manfred came out and said that possibly by 2024 we're going to have that you know uh, strike zone system be able to call balls and strikes rather than the umpire behind the home plate yeah, well, you know what, man? I used to think this. I used to think it's like uh, paying for parking in Vegas. Like you took the, the true purity of Las Vegas and you got rid of it, and now we got to pay to park. It's a joke. And I, I thought the same thing. I'm like the purity of, of – one of the true purities of baseball is there's no time limit, right? The other one is is you have an, an unbiased dictator calling the game on both sides because we would never agree on what it is, right? Well, since we've gone to video replay of everything – we kind of have taken it out of their hands. They need to call it live so the game plays, and then we can go to, to replay, obviously, a, a, after the fact. So at this point, you just call everything fair and call it a day. We we were going to do robo-umpires in high A ball in 2020 when the season got canceled. So we started messing with the camera system and what would be a strike and what wouldn't be a strike, et cetera, to learn how to manipulate the system. There's a lot of other things they were going to do that Major League Baseball is clueless on. But with how many umpires – and it's not everybody because we have some good ones, but with how many umpires are missing pitches at an alarming rate, uh, and obviously Angel Hernandez is the head of the table, um, it's getting to the point where I'm almost for it now. Here's the issue. I'm not going to get one or two inches off the plate anymore, but I'm also going to get the real strikes on top to bottom, and that box that they put on TV is about as inaccurate as anything in the world. So they're going to get rid of that box and you're going to see pitches. And we've worked on this. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to see curveballs that bounce that actually go through the strike zone because the strike zone is not where the hitter is. It's where home plate is. It's yeah. up front a little bit. You're going to see pitches. You're going to see sliders come through the zone. You're going to see, you're going to see guys really, really struggle uh, to hit when they do this. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the box on TV. I- I've been vocal saying that they should get rid of it. 
because it's to. the worst thing that has happened because now we're seeing it across social media. Everyone's arguing what's a ball and what's a strike. And it's all because of that, that box that's shown on TV. And I get it. Like it enhances the viewing experience for a lot of people because they can visualize and see exactly where the ball is going in the strike zone. But to me, it actually leads to more people being outraged at umpires where the call is probably not as bad as we think it is. That's 100%. It, what it's doing is it's creating this false illusion that that's 100% accurate. If it's in, it's a strike. If it's not in, it's a ball. And it's not the case at all. If you got rid of that thing, then people would have to watch the pitch and the finished product through naked eyes and understand that, oh, that was a good pitch. And you put it back up and they'd be like, oh, shoot, it was out. No, I don't know if it was out. I just know the box is very misleading and it's causing people to create false whatever on again on social media because that's where we see it the most and you got arguments and you got people being blamed and 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 hatred towards somebody or hatred towards an umpire and blah 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 and it's it's again it's one of the most misleading things we have in our game josh do me a favor hang on uh with me because we got to hit a break here i definitely want to get into um some of the teams that are playing well right now and get your thoughts on the uh, futures market, I guess, in Major League Baseball. He's former Major Leaguer Josh Towers. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season long. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R, and all of us on the network at VSIN Live. Rejoining us now is former Major League pitcher Josh Towers. And Josh, we talked about some, uh, you know, baseball things from a philosophical leather, uh, level. Uh, but let's get into the teams. Okay. Uh, the Red Sox are intriguing to me. I know they lost to, to the uh, Rays here, but this is a team that started out the season kind of uh, sluggish but has played well as of late. And, you know, looking at the run differential, I mentioned this earlier on the show, they have the third best run differential in the American League. It's the Yankees, it's the Astros, and then it's the Red Sox, who are a plus 53. And, you know, halfway through the season here, they are tied for second place with the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League East behind the Yankees and, uh, you know, right there for a wild card spot. How dangerous, in your opinion, are the Boston Red Sox? I can't decide. I mean, the second, third, fourth, it's all decided by like a game right now, right? And the mm-hmm. Orioles, as good as they are, they're only like five and a half back of those guys, right? So that whole division is, is obviously really, really good. 
I, I can't decide what I think. I mean, I watch, I see the lineup, and 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 Devers is one of the better hitters in our game, and and JD obviously rakes, and you know the shortstop Bogarts. I like they have a good lineup, and every now and again Trevor Story shows up, and then he disappears. So you, I mean, a little bit of protection, not a lot, but he has a name that you respect, and so like I, I see it, and then the pitching doesn't really have any names, but they seem to be getting better and better. The coaching staff is excellent, and 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 I think that that's probably the one thing with Boston that gets the most underlooked is how good their coaching staff is. And so, I mean, again, last year, they, they got swept on opening uh, the opening day series against Baltimore. They lost all three. It was like, ah, oh, here we go, the team we thought. And then all of a sudden, this team was good. So they're dangerous. And, and, and all they have to do is continue to play the baseball that they're in right now, and they make the postseason. And at that point, hopefully, maybe they got Chris back. And and, and I don't know, man. I, I think they can be dangerous, especially when you're playing in Fenway. Like, it's like playing on a wiffle ball field, right? I mean, it's just, it's, you you love hitting there. Yeah, it's like me playing a slow pitch softball. Big league dreams over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I I would love it. It would be crazy if four teams from the American League East made the playoffs, which is yes. actually what could happen. I mean, you look at the wild card standings right now, and the three wild card teams could all be from the AL East, which would just be tremendous uh, as a Yankee fan myself and knowing those Eastern teams so well. Uh, but let's talk about let's talk about the team that is so good, but I feel like just doesn't get talked about enough because – you have the Yankees doing so great, and because people just hate them because of what happened a couple of years ago. But the Houston Astros are are unbelievable. Jordan Alvarez is on a tear. He could potentially uh, unseat Aaron Judge for the AL MVP. And this pitching staff, Josh, <laughs> this pitching staff, would they set the record uh, last weekend? Most strikeouts in a series? Uh, how impressed are you with the Houston Astros? What do you think their ceiling is? Uh, I've been saying this for a very long time. This is the best team in baseball by far. It's not even close. I don't care what anybody thinks about what the Yankees are doing or the Dodgers or Houston's the best team. And and all these young kids that, that uh, maybe you don't know Rikidi and Framber Valdez and maybe you don't know Garcia, all these dudes cut their teeth when they were young in the postseason. So they have experience for a very long time, and they're not even good yet. Framber Valdez is so dang good. It's a joke. Um the, the 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 lefty hitter you talked about that was my pick to win MVP this year. Yeah, Jordan on. Alvarez. Yep. Yeah, he's dude. It's oh my, he hasn't even touched the surface how good he's going to be. Um, but I love it. Uh, neither one of them are going to win it because if Shohei continues to do what he's doing, he plays two positions. It's impossible that he doesn't win it. Aaron Judge is hitting 124 by the way since June 24th, so his struggles have started to continue. Luckily, he padded his stats enough to where we're kind of overlooking that. But he can't let that, that, that slump go too long, or, or MVPs won't be out of the question for him. Yeah, great point there. Over in the National League, uh, I looked at the schedule for the Mets and the Braves. And the Braves, yeah. before the end of the first half, they're going to get some wins here against the Nationals, right? They play the Nationals a bunch more, so they're going to pick up some more wins. They got that key series before the All-Star break against the Mets. But could the All-Star break be a time to actually buy in on the Mets? Because there's a chance they're not in first place at the All-Star break. And when you consider how Scherzer looked yesterday and with DeGrom coming back and the aggressiveness of, of that front office, could the, this be a buy low spot on the Mets? 
Well, but it, it, as aggressive as the Mets front office was, this is a different front office, right? And then who do they have to trade if they wanted to go get anybody? They have very little in, in terms of of the minor leagues because they've really jacked that up for the last four years. Now, I'm hearing rumors of, of them trying to get Trey Mancini from Baltimore, which would be absolutely amazing, but they're going to have to give up a Jose Buto or somebody for that. And I guess at this point they, they would be willing to do that because they think that they're, they're, they're the they got the team, I guess, to – to win at this point, especially with those two kids, but they've already started to fade a little bit. Atlanta's only two and a half back. Um, they afforded themselves again this luxury to wait on Max and obviously wait on Jacob. You cannot rush Jacob Degrom. You you need to make sure he's healthy and can pitch the rest of the year. I mean, again, on paper they have they have all of the right pieces and the right two top guys to to win in the postseason. But we, we've seen the collapse of the Mets for so long, and this is a pieced-together team from the offseason that has done a fantastic job so far. But do they know each other well enough to finish the season? And we have not yet seen the Mets finish the season in so long that even with all these phenomenal players, like I don't 100% trust them. But again, if they figure out how to get into the postseason and Jacob's healthy and Max is healthy, oh, man, they're going to be tough. Can I sell you on the Miami Marlins to make the playoffs? They're three, game, uh, three games they, out of a wild card spot. I, 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 I mean, listen, they won six in a row. They're one game below 500. They have the best pitcher in baseball on their team right now. Um, I don't know if you can sell me. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, they got great pitching, but like the lefty's not doing good like he did last year, obviously. And, I don't know, man. This team is kind of sneaky, though, huh? <laughs> they are so sneaky. And the and the thing is, is that, you know, they had such a bad record in one-run games. But, you know, they started to turn that around. They're getting some late-inning magic. And once they get healthy, you know, when, you know, Jazz is in the lineup and everyone's there, I, this, is a, this is a sneaky team, Josh. But you know what's crazy is, is you're, you're right, because let's be honest, there's two teams coming out of Central and then the rest are dead. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, San Francisco has basically the same record as the Marlins. They're not doing what they were doing, right? So Miami's right in there. You're right. They're three games out of the wild card. Um, I I almost think that they're better without Jazz. I I think that, like, maybe let's cut the ties. Or, I mean, look what they're doing without him right now. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He's such a polarizing player, though. I mean, he's we just the, love the yeah. We love to put him on camera. We love yeah. to take photos. We love him on social media because he does stuff that like is colorful and stands out. Not good for a team and not good for winning, but it's good for um, yeah. Remember, you know, remember, book. they reportedly had that team meeting about Jazz like a couple yeah. of weeks ago. So uh, interesting stuff there, Josh. Always interesting stuff talking baseball with you. Appreciate your time as always. Absolutely, man. Anytime. He's former major league player Josh Towers joining me, Scott Seidenberg here. On Vsin, you know, thinking about the Marlins, they uh, wrap up their first half with a four-game series against the Mets. Then they play Pittsburgh for four games and wrap up the first half against Philadelphia. In the second half of their schedule, they'll have Pittsburgh again for three games. They'll take on Cincinnati for four games. They'll have actually another three-game series against Cincinnati, a three-game series against the Cubs, uh, three games against Oakland. Uh, let's see. Uh, are there any other easier game? That's pretty much it. The rest of their schedule is obviously within the division is going to be difficult, and then they do have uh, a series against Milwaukee, a small series against Tampa, two series against the Dodgers, a series against San Diego. So 
there are winnable games in the second half of the season and, and for the rest of the first half for the Miami Marlins. And looking at the wild card standings right now in the National League, the Marlins are three games out currently of a wild card spot chasing the Giants, uh, the Cardinals, and the Philly Cardinals and Phillies are tied right now um, with uh, Phillies 43 and 39, Cardinals 44. And 40, that's your third wild card team. The Padres and the Braves are the first two wild card teams right now. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We saw some exciting summer league action here on Wednesday that completely contradicted everything we saw in the summer league on Tuesday. I laughed at the overreactions and I'm still laughing. We'll talk about it coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on the look ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today, you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. The NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, it features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash summer. Scott Sadenberg back here. And uh, Summer League, it's exciting stuff. Basketball fans get uh, excited to see what their young talent on their favorite team looks like. And we get excited for rookies. 
who uh, have the potential to be the rookie of the year. At least that's what the betting market is paying attention to. Yesterday, Chet Holmgren absolutely balled out in his summer league debut. Chet Holmgren, I believe he set a summer league record with six blocks in his in his uh, performance. Six blocks. He had 23 points on nine field goals. He had seven rebounds, four assists, six blocks, was four of six from three-point range. After that performance, the market on the Rookie of the Year completely changed. Chet Holmgren overtook Paolo Boncaro and Jabari Smith, and he became the betting favorite to win Rookie of the Year after just that one performance. Well, fast forward to uh, the next game for Chet Holmgren. And Kenny Lofton Jr. was absolutely bodying him up. Getting down in the post against him and putting a shoulder into him. I mean, a clear weight advantage. I mean, let's see. What does Kenny Lofton Jr. weigh? Because he looks so much bigger than him. Uh, He weighs 280 pounds, Kenny Lofton Jr. Okay? 280 pounds. Chet Holmgren weighs under 200 pounds. This is what... it's, It's funny because... A lot of people, after his performance in Tuesday's Summer League game, were very critical of those, like myself, who were anti-Chet coming into the draft, talking about his lack of size and his body frame and how he's going to get, you know, abused and whatnot. And them saying, people were like, look at this performance. This guy's a unicorn. It's unbelievable. Well, watching Kenny Lofton Jr. really bodying him up and bullying him, bullying him in the paint. Honestly, uh, it's exactly what I thought we were going to see. Holmgren had 11 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists in his second summer league game. But man, I'm telling you, watching Kenny Lofton Jr. just be able to push him around, I I, I think honestly it was just the one thing that has to scare you the most if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder. Because as more people get tape on, on Chet, And you know what? I'm telling you right now, yes. The dude's skill set is incredible. To be that tall, to be able to move like he can, to be able to shoot like he can, there's no denying the talent. But seeing him get pushed around, 
that is going to be what teams will try and do to him. When he has to play in the Western Conference, he is going to have to play against some big men. And there's going to be some big men that will really try and push him around in the Western Conference. Nikola Jokic will body him up. Rudy Gobert will body him up. You know, just looking at DeAndre Ayton, even body him up, and I don't know where Aiton's going to be, but there's some, you know, Valanchunas in New Orleans, you know, body him up. Like, there are some big dudes in the NBA, some big dudes that would just love to just get in there and get the ball down low, couple of shoulders, couple of lean-ins, and it's a free layup every time or you're getting fouled and going to the free throw line. We're going to see it, and if we don't see it, then I don't know what these NBA coaches are doing. Because the first thing I would do is run a half-court set from my center, give him the ball in a post-up position, and have him back down Chet Holmgren and get a layup or a dunk. And I would go after him all game until he proves that he can stop it and looking at what 280 pound Kenny Lofton Jr. was able to do like how is how is he going to go up against I mean Rudy Gobert's 260 Jokic is 285 okay um Aiton's 250 all right, like, you know, let's keep going here. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is 250. Uh, you know, Bam Adebayo is 255. I know it's a different conference, but still, 255. Kavon Looney's 225. He's on the thinner side, the smaller side. Joel Embiid is 280. This dude doesn't even weigh 200 pounds. He's 194 soaking wet. Steven Adams, 265. Uh, yeah, Look, he looked great in his first summer league game. Okay, but you go ahead and bet him for, for rookie of the year. In fact, I'll take your money. He ain't winning rookie of the year. This dude is getting bodied up in the NBA. And we'll see how he adjusts. Now, the summer league games that I'm looking forward to watching. I'm curious how the Pistons are going to look once the Vegas summer league gets underway for them. And it will here on Thursday night at the Thomas and Mack Center, a game we will watch on ESPN. Right now, let me see if we get some odds here on that game. Pistons minus one and a half. Now, I got to look at the rosters, but this to me seems like a no-brainer. Because based, I got to see who's playing, I mean. But based on what I have seen about the Pistons' summer league roster, 
this looks like um, what we're going to see from them in the regular season. Although, hmm, ah, Cade Cunningham could be out now. Hmm, let's get, we have to get confirmation on that. I guess there was a cryptic tweet. I don't know if Cade Cunningham is. So what we've seen here is the original Summer League roster that I was looking at, and I talked about how, man, like this this roster is going to look like their, their roster in the regular season, right? Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey, uh, Isaiah Livers, Jaden Ivey. I'm sorry, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, Jaden Ivey, right? And they do have the Bayheim brothers, Buddy Bayheim and uh, Jimmy Bayheim. This is this is their regular season lineup. Like this is going to be, um, but yeah, nope. Cade Cunningham is out. Cade Cunningham's personal trainer said on Wednesday the twenty year old will not be playing for the Pistons in the summer league. All right, so that could, there goes that. It was a nice thought, but without Cade Cunningham, it definitely does kill the vibe a little bit. Now, I still think the Pistons have a very good summer league roster, but Cade was like the tipping point that pushes it over the edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.